Hey guys, Serena Hess here. Today I get to share with you an interview with my friend Hannah Gomez. Hannah owns her own interior design studio called Iron and Oak Studio. Her job is mainly to make everything beautiful from the inside out. Today we're gonna dive into questions about how she got started with her business, different ups and downs she had throughout creating it, and what she actually felt like behind the scenes of becoming the lady boss of Iron and Oak. So, can't wait to share with you guys. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I appreciate me. it. Um, so tell our listeners who you are and what you do right now. So my name's Hannah Gomez. Um, I own Iron and Oak Studios. I just started it about, it was actually in May of last year, so a little less than a year ago, um, which essentially was started to be a f interior design firm, residential and commercial, but mostly commercial since that's where my mm -hmm. passion is. I feel like it's I can be more creative in retail spaces and businesses other than homes. Yeah. So that's what I do. <laughs> so how did you become like who you are now? Like what was the process to that? Like what's your story? To, like, to, become, my, to become a business <laughs> how owner. How did you become who you are? So I would say, I mean, I've always been into design like since mm -hmm. high school. So I've never, or even before then, I've always been an arty, artsy, creative type. Mm -hmm. So I knew going into college, that's what I was going to pursue, something along the creative field. Um, so when I graduated high school, I actually went straight into fashion design, which I quickly realized was more sewing yeah. than anything. Yeah. So I thought, just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to sit by a sewing machine. If there's one machine that will just really tick you off, it's a sewing machine because it breaks every five seconds. So um, I decided that was not my route and I kind of transferred into um, my actual degree name is visual merchandising and fashion merchandising so it was basically going into retail spaces yeah. like a Michael Kors that's something we all know and saying okay there's going to be storefronts in New York how would you design that storefront to represent that brand mm -hmm. and then also how would you design the inside to represent the brand so it's one experience for the customer yeah so that's kind of where I consider my drive to do commercial coming from because I feel like it's 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 really cool for me to step outside of my own style mm -hmm. and try and be that customer or that client to that brand mm -hmm. and how am I going to get them to come in and have an, this experience you know because mm -hmm. essentially it sounds cheesy but I want people to feel emotion when they're inside my a building that I've designed mm -hmm. or you know what I mean like yeah. you want to you want to remember that moment mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I started to pursue interiors as a career. Um, I did a lot of internships in LA while I was there mm -hmm. and just kind of got my foot in the door. And, you know, I did some residential, did some commercial and both are fine. I enjoy both, but you know, like I said, I just feel like I can be a little more creative and a yeah. little more expressive with commercial projects. So that's kind of my goal now as a business is to really branch into that field and make Bakersfield something a little more memorable yeah you know because we don't have a lot of noteworthy places in town so mm -hmm. it'd be nice to kind of put my stamp on this on on here you know that's where I'm from so yeah it'd be fun well we were talking about how you felt like you wanted to revive Bakersfield yes. in a sense like can yes. you expand on that a little bit yeah like, absolutely I think I mean growing up here I've been fortunate enough you know, even though I grew up here, I've gotten to travel everywhere. I've been to Europe, I've been to poverty countries, I've been everywhere. And, you know, I've lived in big cities like Nashville and like LA. And I think, you know, they have, I'm not saying they're bad, they're just not for me. But mm -hmm. I think there's something about Bakersfield where 
we have kind of that unique vibe, but mm-hmm. we just we've let it all run run down. I mean, I hate to say that, but we have. Like, if you go downtown, there's not one building that doesn't need work. Yeah. So I think from my standpoint, I think just creating, you know, redoing or revitalizing what we already have. We have the bones. We have the cool, we have a cool city. We have a cool downtown. We have cool, uh, East Bakersfield is cool. I mean, we have mm-hmm. cool parts of our town yeah. and they just need help, you yeah. know? And it's like, it's not that much work to just remodel a building Mm -hmm. you know but I think if we can really expand past you know we have a lot of new home developments coming in and I think that's great because that means we're growing as an economy and we have more population coming in but we're not necessarily we're 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 more about fast paced and Mm -hmm. like how quick can we get these homes up and how fast can we move people in and make our money instead of how are we creating a community that's cool and like that's unique and that's Mm -hmm. gonna stand out because right now like in my opinion, I think sometimes we're looked at as a drive-through town. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, yeah. I've driven through Bakersfield. You know, <laughs> yep. and it's like, why didn't we make it a place where people want to stay? Because we have, you know, even if you are going to keep driving, mm-hmm. why don't you stop and pull over and have lunch here mm-hmm. at a cool restaurant? Or why don't you have coffee here? Why don't you know what what's bringing them here? And right yeah. now, nothing. nothing. You know, so <laughs> it's like no. it would kind of be cool to have those moments, especially in a world where social media is running our society. Yeah. It would be really awesome to have, you know, people, people can find out easily about cool things. Yeah. It's really not that hard. So I think, you know, we have kind of like the raw canvas. We just have to, to do something with mm-hmm. it. And not a lot of people are wanting to do that right now, but yeah. hopefully they will. And then they can call me. <laughs> It kind of sounds like your job is to enhance. Like, yeah, already, I think that's what like, it make is. Make it better. Yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, like a makeup artist, is that's their job, right? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to put makeup on you and enhance your natural beauty, not mm-hmm. cover it up. I yeah. think that's what I, that's how I view my line of work. It's mm-hmm. not taking everything out and starting and over changing, and making yeah. it this modernized society. It's just using the good bones we have and giving it some TLC and mm-hmm. painting some pretty paint on it, mm-hmm. you know, making it just look a little better than it does yeah. and take care of our town a little bit better than we yeah. have so yeah. far. Yeah. So I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I'm passionate <laughs> about it. <laughs> okay. So our next one. Okay. So in your business journey, I guess, mm-hmm. have you ever experienced, I mean, we're talking a little bit about it like, like at Cafe Smith, yeah. but like, have you ever experienced a part where it got hard or where you weren't exactly sure or where yes. you kind of doubted yourself? Absolutely. I think every entrepreneur goes through that and not even entrepreneur. I think people, everyone in life does that. I mean, yeah. I'm 24. I'm in my twenties. I'm a young 20. And I think there's such a this like pressure from society to like Mm -hmm. succeed at a young age and like we're moving at such a faster pace than we ever have so when I opened my doors figuratively (laughs) um you know I I almost felt like I was expected to just have these clients coming in instantly and like one after the other and I was supposed to be making all this money and Mm -hmm. doing all these things so it's taken you know me having to kind of sit myself down and say like wait a second you've been open for three months, you know, (laughs) you do have a client that's Mm -hmm. better than nothing, you know, and it was a a good client. Mm -hmm. I got really lucky with my first client. So, you know, you have potential and you're like, I I just feel like, I don't even want to say that I felt like I should give up, but I just kind of felt like, well, my expectations weren't being met when I expected them to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think even now I look at myself and I'm like, okay, I should have just really kind of shut up because I'm not even a year in and now I have tons of clients and Mm -hmm. I'm busy and I'm, you know, that's kind of 
what you want from a business. But I think whether you're lucky enough to have that success in a year, I mean, I don't even consider myself successful. I think we're our own worst critics, but Mm -hmm. I think even if you are able to have success, there's always growth that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've now just chosen to focus on that instead of the failures that I feel I'm having. It's like, well, how can I grow from this experience Mm -hmm. or how can I make my business better or how can I make myself better as a representative for my business? You know, and I think if you're focusing on the growth that's there and the potential, I mean, because we have so much potential, like Mm -hmm. in today's age, there's nothing you can't do. Yeah. So if you focus on that, it's just a better mindset, Mm -hmm. but it definitely gets, I mean, to answer the question, it definitely weighs on you, Yeah. you know, that, that, that pressure for sure. Absolutely. I don't think anyone doesn't have that feeling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I do think Mm -hmm. a lot of people, when they start something, it's kind of expected that they're good right right away or even, even to like, we're impatient, you Mm -hmm. know, like as soon as we, a lot of like Gary Vanderchuk talks about a lot, like Mm -hmm. as soon as you start trying something like vlogging or making YouTube videos, you instantly want like the results, Mm -hmm. but you're not even giving yourself a chance if you don't like do the work and invest the time and like right you know make a few videos because when you're first starting off yeah. on anything like you're, you're not, not very good, good at it <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah you have exactly. to learn so I think that's yeah yeah holding on and I'm sure yeah it can be hard when mm-hmm. you're going through that kind of thing and so. there's lessons to be learned and that's yeah. the thing that like I've learned it's like even in the things that I thought were failures I learned something extremely valuable yeah. that has actually changed or shifted mm-hmm. how I do things now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can't really say it was all for loss because it's, yeah. you know, now I know I'm not going to make that same mistake again yeah. because this this is the consequences that it get, that it got me or didn't get me. Mm-hmm. You were able to learn yep. through that. I think that's just a part of, I, I don't think, I mean, I haven't talked to tons of business owners, but I don't think that any of them have it down. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's always a risk and there's always some failures Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that's just inevitable it can be hard though with social media because like the perfect life looks like they do Mm -hmm. so yeah that's the thing i mean i i can't (laughs) hate on social media i love it i yeah it's there it is what it is and it does help but you know even my instagram is not a reflection of who i i mean i'm my life is messy my Mm -hmm. business is messy I have issues, you know, like we all do. And I think that's the thing with social media that, you know, it's hard. You can get caught up, you know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, that person has so many more jobs than me or they're making this amount of money. And it's like, well, that's all perception. That's just what I'm basing my, their Instagram feed off of. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I don't really know that, Mm -hmm. you know, and if they are good for them. Yeah. yeah. It's not your business. It's not my business, (laughs) you know, and I shouldn't be jealous about it. I Mm -hmm. should just make me work harder and just move on, you know? Yeah. But yeah, social media is tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. there's a lot of pros and cons mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> so, what would you say is probably like the biggest or most important thing that you've learned this year so far? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> Just one of the things. One of the most important things, I think that I think for sure, I would say over anything, it's that I've learned to have not values just in my personal life, but like values that my business iron and oak is mm-hmm. and they're non-negotiables so you know it, it's it's not like i've had crazy amounts of opportunities to do shady stuff or anything like that but it's just i'm i hold myself to like and my business to the values of like i will always respect my clients mm-hmm. i will always go above and beyond for them even if it's not worth it or even if they're not reciprocating that feeling so 
I think for me, the biggest thing I've learned is just, I have to remind myself, like, why did I start this? Mm -hmm. It's not really for other people at the end of the day. Like if it was, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I would never succeed because I wouldn't be doing it for me. So I just, I mean, it sounds selfish in a way, but I sometimes just have to remind myself that this business is mine and Mm -hmm. its outcome is only dependent on me, not my clients, not the people that do or don't work with me or the mm-hmm. people that want to bad talk me, you know, or my business or anything like that. I think it's it's only dependent on how I choose to run it. So I would say the biggest thing, if I could tell anyone anything, if you're going to start a business is just have those non-negotiables, yeah. like have those standards in place, because that's really at the end of the day, mm-hmm. all the social media, all the branding, all the logos, like you are your brand yeah. and those values are your brand. And mm-hmm. that's what people are going to eventually remember you off of. Mm-hmm. And that's how, what they're eventually going to pay for Yeah, because they're investing in something of value. And if you're not going to hold yourself to a standard, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's just not, it, it's going to end up coming around. Yeah. So I think that's, that's probably my biggest yeah. thing is just having those in place and holding to them, even when it means like sometimes saying no to projects that mm-hmm. sound cool and might be really cool. But I just, I know in within myself, that's that not, wouldn't. it's not good for my business. Yeah. So I think it's, it's hard to do that, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that quote that says, uh, people will forget what you said, mm-hmm. but they'll remember how you made them feel. Yep. And that's kind of what it exactly. sounds like. Yeah. It's, that's a hundred percent what I like a hundred percent run my business mm-hmm. on is, you know, if I'm going to, even if it's like, I, I mean, I've had people where I've met with them like 10 times and they still don't want to sign a contract and mm-hmm. move forward. And that's fine. I mean, it's frustrating because I'm yeah. giving them all my energy and I'm not charging them. You know, it's like you have these little issues but Mm -hmm. it's like I don't want them to ever have to be able to say like oh well she just blew us off because we weren't taking she wasn't taking our money Mm -hmm. you know like that's not me Mm -hmm. so I would rather work for free for 50 years and like be remembered for somebody that actually did a good job and was loyal and was kind and caring and all those things than than be this like millionaire that's rude Mm -hmm. you know like yeah that's not gonna get anyone anywhere Mm -hmm. and I don't believe in that but yeah some people do and that's fine yeah they do (laughs) you know that's on them so you kind of just answered my next question a little bit um like what advice would you give to Mm -hmm. someone starting out in their business yes I think besides just having those values I would say like on a more practical level Mm -hmm. I would just say don't feel like you have to have it all together because mm-hmm. I think you never do. Like, I mean, I didn't even, I was like Googling, where do I get my business license? Like, I didn't <laughs> even know, like, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you it's like, it out along the way. like, even just three months ago, I was like business insurance. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I guess I need that too. You mm-hmm. know? So it's, you, you figure it out as you go. And that's honestly the best way to learn because I'm not saying education isn't valuable, but you can go to school and you can learn all these things, but you don't, you're not prepared for like the real world, really. Mm -hmm. You're not prepared to run a business Mm because there's always going to be things that get thrown at you and it's better to like learn on the spot because then it gives you a little bit of that tough skin, like that edge that you're like, well, I figured that out so Mm -hmm. I can figure out the next thing. And Mm -hmm. that builds your confidence too. So I would just say, don't feel like you have to pull the trigger when you've got it all yeah. together because you're never going to have it all together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started with literally zero dollars. So, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just I don't think you have to have this master plan. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't even have a business plan. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that <laughs> online. But, you're like, mm. yeah, but I mean, I don't because it's like I knew what I wanted to do. And, mm-hmm. the, and still to this day, that passion is what drives me forward, not like 
this mundane, like, I have to get this done. Like, no, I want my business to succeed, so I need to do what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And then it just happens. Yeah. So that'd be my advice. Yeah, that's good. Well, because I know for a lot of people, they don't want to start until X, Y, Z. I don't want to start until I have a camera. I don't want to start until I know people that can help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of just starting it. It can be a head game. It is. Like, a, it's a totally. Like, I'm gonna do it. No, I'm not. Like, right. why do you talk yourself out of it? Kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I would agree because I was the same way. I'm like, oh, well, I need a website before I launch, mm-hmm. or oh, well, I need to set up my social media, and then I need to have pricing sheets typed out, even though I had no clue. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I? What you, you know what I mean? Like, what am I charging? <laughs> what am I? You know. So it's like, I still don't really have everything together, and you get you get that along the way, you mm-hmm. know, and people will honestly they'll trust you more than they'll trust how prepared you are yeah you know because you can talk somebody into you can sell somebody with your voice not with your package mm-hmm. you know like oh i've got all these this brochure that i made it's, it's like amazing. well you just wasted yeah. all this money because they're really selling you're selling yourself anyways mm-hmm. so that's i just think it's i think you get there yeah. i think that's part of the growing process mm-hmm. So in your business, how do you stay inspired? You talked about that a little bit just now, like keeping it fresh. That is tricky, Mm -hmm. Um, especially because I think for me personally, I put a lot of pressure on myself to like have an edge and have this like elevated sense of style, Mm -hmm. you know, and how can I do what no one else has done? And I think that's like such a big task to put on yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Creatively, especially. So Mm -hmm. I think for sure, I mean, I am like a firm believer in like community over competition. I think Mm -hmm. it's, you know, the world already has enough competition. I'm not saying I'm going to like hand somebody my jobs, but I think it's fair to respect the people that are doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. and see that sometimes they do it better than you because that just shows you where you need to grow. So I for sure... I have accounts that I follow mm-hmm. and, you know, designers that I kind of keep up with that yeah. I'm always like, wow, they they do amazing work and they're doing really well. And mm-hmm. I think just staying in the my bubble, like, you know, my interior design bubble, yeah. it keeps me, I mean, we have so many things. We have Pinterest now. We have online social media, all this stuff that you can constantly keep inspired. But I think what I for sure really like to do is travel and like mm-hmm. see things in real time. Yeah. Because like I said, that that emotion that I'm wanting to, to create for other people is what I like to go and sense too. Mm-hmm. And when you sense that, you're like, okay, like I'm refreshed, mm-hmm. I'm revived. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much all I do. Do you think it's kind of easy to fall into the work like trap almost? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially like, I mean, my job, my job probably seems really fun because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, people see me installing furniture and like, mm-hmm. decorating and putting pillows on a couch. And, yeah, it's like a literal transformation. Right. It's like, like that. <laughs> that part is fun, uh-huh. but that's like one once every four months. I yeah. mean, there's so much work behind the scenes and tons of computer work, which like I'm, I'm not a sit down and work kind of gal, so I just dread it. I mean, mm-hmm. not because it's not enjoyable, but it's like I will look for hours for the perfect couch or mm-hmm. like the perfect pillow, like and so. That's the kind of stuff that people don't see. Yeah. And, you know, because it's not the glamorous side, but that's the kind of stuff that, you know, it does get a little mundane. drug. Yeah, mundane and you get a little drug down, mm-hmm. but then it's like it all pays off eventually. But yeah, it's a lot of work mm-hmm. <laughs> behind the scenes, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're on our last question. Oh, almost good. Yeah. We're doing good. Okay. So. If you could leave one piece of advice to our listeners, impart your wisdom on them, <laughs> what would you tell them to remember? 
I think that's a good question. Um, I would say there's no, I mean, it's so cheesy and everyone says it, but there's no one that can be you. Mm-hmm. There's no one that can have your brain, your ideas, your personality, your style, your morals in one body. Like mm-hmm. that's, there's only one of you. And it's so cheesy, but it's so true. Because if you're, if you don't think that you have something to leave to the world, then you're just lying to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and you're letting that little voice get to you. And I think it's really, I, I mean, we're all guilty of it, but it's so easy to like, feel like you're not worth something. And mm-hmm. I think especially as women, yeah. I mean, that's like our biggest thing. It's like, well, we're not worthy of being the perfect wife to somebody or being the perfect friend to somebody mm-hmm. or having relationships or having businesses that thrive. Like we get that pushed on us from society all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's really not even about our gender or our sex. It's just about genuinely like we have something to offer because we're human and we're breathing and we you know god gave us imagination for a reason and god gave us gifts for a reason and even if you don't believe that that's true i mean we where do you get your dreams from like that's coming from somewhere and only one person can do that so it all it takes is just a simple act of saying like i'm going to do what i feel like i should do Mm -hmm. and when you just step into that it's like it's amazing the doors that will open and it's amazing the people that will come into your life and the people that will leave your life Mm -hmm. and i think i'm all about like the ebb and flow of life i think you know relationships leave for a reason and i think relationships come for a reason Mm -hmm. and i don't really take time to dwell on sad things because it's just a waste of my energy so i would definitely say focus on positive things always focus on always dream big i mean you can't dream too big that's i mean if you heard my dreams you'd probably all laugh because it's like there's like i'm trying to be oprah you know like at the end of the day but you know even people like oprah started somewhere yeah so it's like i think dreaming big and not letting any negative stress anxiety influences pressures get to you Mm -hmm. it's easier said than done but i think if you can do those two things every day in your life it will transform mm-hmm. how you are in every aspect you yeah. know in yeah. everything mm-hmm. so absolutely well perfect that's my thing. thank you for being my guest today thank you for having me that's i love awesome. this that was awesome. i know i'm like this is great who else wants to podcast i know <laughs> i'm here all day wow wasn't that interview with hannah powerful i just love hearing stories about the women and how they got started in their careers you know that's my biggest goal seeing women reach their potential and do things that they never thought they could do. You know, if you have any ideas for how I can help you or if you have any questions and how to get to the next level of your life and start doing the things that you really want to do, go ahead and comment below. I read every single one and I would just love to hear the things that you want to do, the problems that you're facing, just all of your big dreams. I'd love to hear. Until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening in. And it was just an awesome conversation with Hannah. So have a great day, guys, and talk to you soon.